Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is Sports Outsider, Phil Ranto. You know, the way that you say that still makes me feel like I'm a featured guest. Like, it's you guys' podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I think and like featuring Phil Ranto. You're the only one that I feel like has a title, a defined yeah, title oh, and role. True. Yeah, that we don't. I think of you as the star of the podcast. Well, I think yeah. of, like Jordan is the host. And I think of me as like the outlier wild card. Yep. And I think of Joel as like the intern. Yep. It's hard to say. <laughs> right. It's hard to say. <laughs> like Joel is like. I don't completely understand it myself. Like you guys have carried me through how many <laughs> Like episodes? we're his friends. So he decided to give him a microphone. Yep. If, and... if not for me, this podcast would be 15 minutes long and fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. That is a good point. Man, can you imagine me and Jordan, yeah. how honed we would be after 350 episodes? I can say this. Woo. I'm the most grateful member of the podcast. <laughs> That's important. That, yeah. Leaps and bounds. There we it go. Makes no sense. I for think me to, to be put here. this in sports terms, you're a glue guy. Yeah, there you go. I'm the clubhouse guy. Now yeah. put it in video game terms. If you ever see him, oh god, I don't know what what would it be in video game terms. Ooh. Like a clubhouse guy, well, you're, glue guy. You're like tails to uh, no, Jordan Sonic no. and my knuckles. It's like role playing game. I'm I'm like the you know that spell you get like before level one where it's like plus five to combat. Oh, you're like and you're the you're the buff person. You're yeah. like a bard. No, no, no. But I mean, like, like later on, you're getting stuff that's like plus a hundred to combat. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, right. I remember when I got like that when thing you first and... get a healer, and all they have is like heal and strengthen. Yeah, exactly. And I was gonna like, say really healer. Was yeah. I was gonna yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm like one of those really easy mage. to get items that you get early on, and you just sort of hang on to because it never it doesn't oh, weigh like anything. like the potion that, that only has thirty hit actually. points, and then you immediately have two hundred hit points. You're like, why the fuck do I have all these thirty hit point <laughs> yeah. things? Or like in, in Skyrim, I would collect, I'd have all this cabbage, and I'd be like, oh, oh no, why do I have so it much only cabbage? Has, it only adds one hit point. <laughs> you have to eat like a thousand cabbages for it to be worth something, but, but you can make it into a stew. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then better. sometimes I'd be in like, it'd be the dead of winter, and my hit points would be dropping. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to pause. And I'm going to eat a thousand frozen right. cabbages. You know, I like this podcast. Can this become a podcast? It's a sports comedy podcast. Joel and I know something about sports. Yep. Phil doesn't know too much about sports. No, I don't. We have a really exciting show today. We have Josh Norman on. Yeah, Josh Norman. Yeah. Apparently, he had a thing where he was running with the Bulls he was in, in Pamplona. Pa- Pamplona. Lots of people run with the Bulls. Right. I'm pretty sure Josh Norman is the very first person who's ever done this. He jumped over. In the, more, right? well, I don't know, hundred and, and maybe the first of, National yeah. uh, uh, Football League. Player. Yeah, to run with a player yeah. to oh, run with some and jump over a bull. Currently active. Even then, I'll bet if you went back to like the seventies, I'm sure somebody in their their off season. Anyway, plenty of yeah. people were wowed by this, and plenty yeah. of people were like, "What is he doing?" If oh, if, no, no. if the Washington professional Sorry. football team was is your team, let's be right. really clear. He didn't just run with the bulls; he jumped one right twice. Right, he leapt over it once lengthwise. He came at it from the front, jumped. And cleared the entire bowl from 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 nose to asshole. I think, though, from an injury <laughs> standpoint, being part Yikes. of a human stampede, being chased by bulls, might actually have the higher injury probability. Oh, you know than what? The that's, single bound that's jump. Definitely true. But I feel like the vastly more impressive physical feat. <laughs> okay, is right. the leaping of. The and bulls. I will say, it's the second most dangerous thing he's ever done in his career, behind joining an organization called <laughs> <Yeah>. Redskins. <laughs> 
Uh, just... Well, actually, arguably, playing NFL football is significantly more dangerous than either totally of Totally fair. Players. You don't see a lot of CTE cases yes. from people running well, with the ball they once a year, not 15 times a game. Yeah. Right, that's I am true. reasonably certain that if you looked at the average life expectancy of people running with the Bulls versus people playing NFL you know, football. It's the Mediterranean diet. That's It's the <laughs> oh, yeah, olive oil. Right. Right. It's yeah. the fish. Yeah. Not fair. Grilled not veggies. Fair for me. Yeah. Right, and just low, low stress. If yeah. only those football <laughs> players would have a little bit more olive oil. But <laughs> some people... Are are wondering what are you doing? I think the team. I don't know if the team had a comment or not, but they couldn't have been thrilled with this. They oh, don't yeah. want players they have a large investment in doing yeah. uh, life threatening activities. That Potentially makes sense. millions of dollars, games lost. So Josh Norman's coming on here to clear the air, talk about his plans for the future and how he's going to continue. You know, uh, scratching that tourism bug in ways that are not necessarily going to upset the Redskins. And we got a news, news, news. Goddamn right we do. Thanks. Right. What? Also a white world of weird sports. Thank you. Goddamn right we do. <laughs> what I, was that? I don't know. I had a stroke. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I didn't even need to sabotage that one. No, you didn't. Thank Women's you. Women's World Cup. Every other country death watch roundup. Women's World Cup. Every other country death watch roundup. Brought to you by the Bengali Tourism Commission. We're another place on Earth. Okay, real quick, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk about that drop. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, I live down in Southern Orange County currently, oh, and we're sure. near uh, San Juan Capistrano, Ooh, yeah. which has a beautiful mission that yeah. was destroyed Ooh. in an earthquake. Oh yeah. So there's kind of ruins of a mission. That's too bad. But uh, there's a historical society, really cool to visit, learn a lot about the mission system and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But uh, the the slogan of the mission and has been since the 70s is quote unquote worth a visit. Ah, <laughs> uh, not strong. We uh, wait, wait. They're right. Yeah. <laughs> Worth a visit. And they have it on like a sign outside. And then uh, my parents came. We were looking for things to do. I'm like, oh, this is a thing to do. And it was cheaper to become an annual member than to buy four individual tickets. So oh, we did that. Oh, no, yeah. But I got a magnet. that says, Worth a visit. Mm. San Juan Capistrano Mission. You know, there's a lot of bad marketers out there. <laughs> you know what, Jordan? One of these weekends, I would love to come down and see the mission. <laughs> I have guest passes I as mean, part of my annual oh my membership. God. It you does. know what? Let's set this up. <laughs> I'll do that. Well, we'll do that. is really it fun. worth a visit, though? I think I think it's worth it. All right, I'm so we <laughs> do the podcast from Orange County in a future week. Well, it's worth a visit, so I don't see why not. Yeah, uh, U.S. women's team wins World Cup 2-0 blowout over the Netherlands. Woo! Netherlands <laughs> subheadline team renames it the USA whatever suck a dick cup. Yeah. yeah. Sub subheadline title nine extended four more years. Yeah. Phew. I yeah. heard I heard that uh Rapino scored a goal yeah. and then did a uh did a celebration yeah. where she looked like someone who had been swept away by a flash flash flood after a dike had broken. Oh, and there's been a lot of controversy. <laughs> you know what I after just learned? After the teacup thing from oh, last yeah. week. I learned that her last name was pronounced pronounced Rapino. Oh. Rapino. This I've is been another saying case it wrong. where I've, I've been say- only read it. <laughs> yeah. Rapino. Uh, well, I know yeah. that she was on Pod Save America. She did yeah. an uh, interview. By the way, I saw her. I mean, I, I watched the clip of her cursing in front of the crowd in New York, which we might be getting to later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she seems great. Yeah. I literally yeah. only read about her until now, and it was like, wow. She's cool as shit. She's spunky, right? Yeah. yeah. Team USA went all the way and beat the Netherlands on Monday to take home their record fourth World Cup in front of a well-represented crowd in Lyon. Because when Americans really need to kick ass, we go to France. Boom. <laughs> uh, Megan Rapino and uh, Boy, Rose true, Lavelle it? added goals for the U.S. Now, ESPN called uh, Rapino's goal a tie-breaking penalty kick in the second half. Mm. And I just want to mention that the game was scoreless. This is somewhat, 
<laughs> so the tie was zero to zero? I was going to say, this is sloppy reporting. In America, our sports have scores. <laughs> yeah. So we specifically mention if it's a scoreless tie. Right. Yeah. Uh, and not you know. But it, I mean, imagine, I mean, especially back in the newspaper days, how much more typesetting, how much more ink do you put in mm. by saying the tie-breaking goal was a scoreless tie? Well, you just yeah. say it was scoreless. Yeah. I think it, That's if anything, what... it probably makes sense to say this was a uh, tie-breaking goal that came not at nil-nil. <laughs> Specify for those and not the other. Okay, fair. Yeah. But anyway, uh, not to go full ugly American on this, but I can because we won, renamed the cup, did donuts in a hum around the pitch afterwards. <laughs> but Rapino nice. didn't have a tie-breaking penalty kick. She busted open the scoreless tie. Yeah. Rapino won the golden ball, which is given to the top player, the golden boot, which is given to the top scorer, and the golden hurricane glass. It's 128 fucking ounces and good for a drink in any bar in the U.S. of A. That's Boom. a keeper. I want to win that. On the, the, soccer. the golden Golden boot is especially impressive because it's that much harder to play soccer when you have that much weight on one of your feet. Yeah, you know? yeah. And until you win a second one to at least make it symmetrical. Uh, yeah. Oh, Joel, I don't think you understand. In women's soccer, everyone wears lead boots, so the golden <laughs> boot is a little lighter. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then that's better. Yeah. The only thing uh, the Dutch did better on game day was their uniforms. You don't realize how good you look in orange until you wear orange. That's true. I think this is a universal. I heard that orange every, is the new black. Every different... When you see the, the Dutch and head-to-toe orange in their great cyclists, their great speed skaters, every time. Unlike their holiday, I think it's like Queen's Day or King's Day. Yep. Everyone dresses up. It's like their 4th of July. Right. William of Orange. Yeah. I mean. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Orange, you glad you picked this color for your jerseys? Uh, the Americans <laughs> never trailed in the tournament and set records with 26 goals and a 12-game World Cup winning streak dating back to 2015. Wow, but they scored was it 12 in one match? 14? Uh, yeah, I think it was 12 against Thailand yeah. I think early on. Well, so. it's not really fair because in America we've got such a vibrant soccer culture <laughs> <laughs> that like, of course hey, hey, we're going to have the we best team. We have an team. extremely vibrant women's soccer culture. We have the best women's soccer Apparently. culture in the entire freaking planet. They celebrated in what was New York's first ticker tape parade since the women's national team won in 2015. Ooh! Wow, most important city in America hasn't had a victory parade for one of its own teams since the 2012 Giants. But yikes. Just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> uh, but at the parade, just as when the final whistle blew, fans chanted equal pay in the Canyon of Heroes. Cool. And I think this is something we can all agree on. But let's remember, this is America, and the sport in question is soccer. So when we talk about equal pay, it's not that the women's team should make as much as the men's. But the men's team should make as much as the women's. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. You're our eighth favorite sport after college versions of our top two, hockey and racing cars. Yep. Ooh, racing cars is fun. <laughs> I like the loud noises. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Major League Baseball has gone mad. Mad. That's crazy. Subheadline: Doctors believe it's less serious than mad scientists, more serious than crazy low-cost appliance dealers. Low-cost oh. appliance dealers. You know, I'm amazed that this is not a totally baseball segment. Oh, this feels like a totally baseball. You know, it really does. Yeah, baseball. The grass is, cool is now. green. There. The glove <laughs> is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. Totally baseball. Why'd I you, love why, it. Why did you do that? Phil? Because that theme song is my favorite sports, sports, sports <laughs> podcast theme song. I don't. I feel. I feel like it brings a certain sense of ostentatiousness to baseball. That's that not appropriate. All right. So this past offseason, Major League Baseball signed an agreement with the Atlantic League to be a mad laboratory for potential future changes in the game. 
The Atl- is this the league in California? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> so the Atlantic League mm-hmm. is an independent minor league, meaning it's okay. not affiliated with any of the Major League Baseball it's teams. It's affiliated with the publication, The, the Atlantic, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, actually, they'll get a Ronan Farrow think piece, and then they'll I, also play some baseball. I just looked this up recently because I was investigating in uh, out-of-the-box investment stuff. You can absolutely own a minor league team. But it's like you sign a contract with the major league team right. that they supply all of the coaches and players uh, throughout the year, and then everything else is yours, basically. Mm. Right. But anyway, they so they but they couldn't do these rule uh, potential rule changes with their own minor leagues because these are players that are right. in their development pipeline. Okay. This is an independent league that signed a deal with Major League Baseball, and kind of in exchange, Major League Baseball said. Here, why don't you buy yourself some nice uniforms? Yeah, nice. If you change the strike zone to below the knees, then you got a bunch of pitchers coming up well, and don't then, know how to throw. Then you're playing golf. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, uh, basically, so like uh, anyway, like many independent minor league seasons or affiliated ball seasons, the, the league is uh, has a split into two halves. The seasons mm-hmm. you have a first half champion, second half champion. So in the second half, they've changed the rules. Huh? And this is what this is what they're doing. All right. All right. Beginning in the second half of the season in the Atlantic League, the pitcher is required to step off the rubber in order to attempt a pickoff. Okay. Step are off they the not? rubber. I've never to... really understood the rules surrounding balls. I thought you had See, to do... You, I don't know you much have to about step sports, off. You have to step to off to fake. Yeah. But you don't have to step off to throw to the bag. I did not know that. Okay. I was under the impression that that was also a balk where somebody would walk. Well, here's the thing. That's This is why I don't like this rule change is balk is already a, a gray area that we just demonstrated. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have a lot of trouble with. I right. don't think mess with it anymore. Okay. Just, yeah. But now that I understand that, I can sort of, I mean, it'll help with more base running, which will be more exciting. I think people like steals and aggressive base running. Anything that would make that easier to do would probably help make the game more dynamic. Sure. Uh, okay, a rule change number two. One foul bunt is permitted with two strikes before a strikeout is called. So if you bunt mm. with two strikes and it's foul, you're out in Major League Baseball. Right. So they're yeah. saying, so here's what I'll allow this. If this is going to squeeze a few more years out of pitchers hitting in the NL, <laughs> which I think that's what this is aimed yeah. to do, Okay. I'm, I, can, I can deal with that. I am all for making bunting more advantageous as opposed to making some sort of rule about where you can position people. Okay. I think that all the, the response to all of these shifts should be people should learn to hit the other way and bunt. Okay, Uncle Scott. <laughs> See, now we got I, it. I think that everybody... Make your free throws. <laughs> yeah. Nobody like, plays defense. You should never be able to swing. Everything should be a bunt, and then everyone should just be right around the batter. <laughs> And then everybody just picks up the ball, chases down the batter, and sees if they can tag him before they go to first, right? So you're going to be the better game. Well, I have a weird game of pepper (laughs) that involves base running. Yeah, because it's like, can can I hit the ball? Can I tap the ball? And then somebody pick up the ball, and then which one of us is faster going to first base? To me, that feels like a stronger game. While not baseball, I do want to see this. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I would be interested to watch. And then like calling which person gets it is more valuable if there's like. Eight people. Well, I guess especially if you're not allowed to throw to first, and it's all oh, you got all race down. down. Yeah. Oh, now, that's now I'm game. That's, that's, that's a foot race. <laughs> yeah. The check swing rule is being made more batter friendly. That's all the. That's all we've gotten on that. Okay. No definition. I think. I think. I think that check swings are already batter friendly enough. Yeah. I can agree. I can I see if I understand what a check swing is? Yeah. A sure. check swing is like when you. The bat barely moves forward, but doesn't move forward past a certain point. No, then it's not a. No, it usually right. moves. For, no, no, sometimes, no, 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 sometimes Jordan, okay. I got this one. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. 
You know when you're you're signing your name and you do like a flourish at the end and you whip your arm off? You're oh, like when you're signing a check and then you yeah. do swing your arm, right? Yeah. So that's the check swing. So check. I think they want to make it, <laughs> right. They want to make a more friendly by to batters by presumably giving them a little bit more money. So it's easier to write those C-H-E-C-Q-U-E check. Yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Got it. All right. It only applies to cashier's checks. Perfect. Yeah. Now, here's the most unstable one of all these crazy Ooh, rule madness. changes. Batters may, quote unquote, steal first base on any pitch not caught in flight by the catcher. Not any so basically, pitch. as is in Major League Baseball, if you strike out mm-hmm. and the, the, pitcher does not, uh, the catcher does not cleanly catch the pitch, yeah. you can run to first. Oh, and you can I didn't still be safe. Now it's still considered a strikeout, but you got on base. It was not an out because the catcher. Does that didn't ever happen? Yes, uh, very I've rare. Never, I would say a few times a year. Like yeah, I'm, but, I'm but 37 years see, old. I don't know much about sports, but I've never heard that. Yeah, rule before. once once or twice you'll see people who have a four strikeout inning because yeah. you statistically get credit for the strikeout even though you don't get the out. So they like they literally strike out all three guys and then have to strike out one more. So this is taking that concept a step <laughs> further, where if the catcher just doesn't catch a ball like let's say someone throws it way out just a bit outside right right? the catcher misses it you can just take off running toward first base oh that's cool and as soon as you do you've declared yourself a runner they can throw you out yeah or you're safe right now this is where a speedster who can't hit says to his coach ah can't steal first base huh (laughs) can't steal. well now you're playing me there we go Uh, To, to, to fill you in that's the classic saying about the guy you can't really hit but is super fast in the base paths is right can't steal first he's gonna fucking kill it when all you can do is bunt <laughs> it would be great yeah you're right it would but uh jordan i'm gonna go one better yeah i'm gonna say why have why have why make this rule more complicated like that i think the runner should be able to attempt to run to first at any point at any point <laughs> that'd be anymore. way more fun so so if, like again, it's the first pitch Speeding up pace of play, you know, if if the pitcher is monkeying around and not taking care of shit, I think the runner should be like, hey, if you're not paying enough attention, I'm taking first. I just love the idea of somebody like take, doing practice swings at the side, then slowly walking up to the face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> run, bailing down the line. Yeah, exactly. You see the left-handed hitters like go off, like they're calling timeout, adjust their grip a little, they're looking, they're looking, and then all of a sudden they drop the bat, they go! <laughs> That's actually, I would watch baseball. I, I think that would be, that I, would be I feel hilarious. like it, it would be useless 99.999% of the time, but it would make the whole game so much more if fun. If you're a terrible batter, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? To lose? Would, be, would be really interesting. Now, It's like if I only, if I only get on base at a 200 clip, sure. I only need a one in five shot of me making the base yeah. to make this worthwhile. Totally. Now, if this is not crazy enough for you, They've already implemented changes in the first half of the season. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. We got a radar strike zone. Oof. Oh. They're checking that out. I'm very interested in that. Right. Okay. You got no mound visits permitted by players or coaches other than pitching changes and medical visits. Okay. I, I, I'd say that, I don't know, I think I could see not letting anybody else, but I do think the catcher should be able to go talk to his battery man. So the catcher can't go like, you've got the yips. We're going to take you out. Yeah. Give me one more pitch. I mean, the catcher, look, that, that would be like the pitching coach. But. The pitching coach. <laughs> yeah. That's look, we all, we, the, the problem is we won't know what to do if Nuke's eyelids are jammed. His old man's in town. Totally. Jose <laughs> needs a live rooster to take the curse off his glove. Yeah, exactly. And no one seems to know what to get Millie and Johnny for their wedding. Wow, dang. Uh, light sticks or candlesticks. Candlesticks. <laughs> Million Jimmy. Uh, yeah. They're dealing with a lot of shit. Pitchers must face a minimum of three batters or end the inning. I don't like that. You got a limited roster. Like, 
if you use pitchers for one batter, uh, you know, that's your prerogative. You burn through one of the 12 guys in your bullpen. You've often seen people be hurt by that later in a game. Pray for the loogie. That's the, <laughs> yeah. the left-handed one-out guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Often uh, abbreviated Lug or Lugie. Right. My, or my, Lou Gehrig. Yeah, yeah, Lou Gehrig. Yeah, that's right. right. My friend Jeff Ropke informed me that when he had children, he was rather specifically trying to like always hand them things to their left hand yeah. because yeah. he wanted them to be a lefty. And his rationale was like, I'm not saying they will be into baseball even or play it at all, but... If they do become a major league reliever, right. I'm going to make them an extra million a year and extend their career by like three, four yeah. years. They'll be 42, throwing 85 and still working. No, my I already know that my baby is going to be left-handed. You know, you know why? Why? Righty, tighty, lefty, Lucy. <laughs> We've lost Joel for the rest of the podcast. Yay! The most... The most uh, <laughs> You want to get nuts, though, with this last change? You want to get yeah, nuts? Since sure. the beginning of the year. Let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> they increased the size of the bases from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they have to buy new bases. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yes. That, like that, a... that sounds like a proposal from John Rollins, the supplier of bases to Major League Baseball. But do you know how, much, how many plastics are in our oceans? Just gonna throw it all. You know, in the middle of the Pacific, there are over two thousand bases floating. (laughs) What percentage of plastic waste do you think can be attributed very low? Throw away baseball bases, maybe low, like two or three (laughs) percent. I I would guess that two or three percent is high. Baseball orders of magnitude. Joel, you're in Los Angeles. Baseball is way more popular in Middle America. Of a percent, I would be shocked. Way more popular in Middle America. Have you heard of microplastics? Today's the podcast. We have uh, Washington football player Josh Norman. Thank you, guys. Good to be here. Thank How's you for having going? me. And I'm an adrenaline junkie. I just jumped over a bull. Absolutely. You yep. did. You did. Everyone saw the In Pamplona. You did it twice, and then I was raving about it early. You did it lengthwise? I would have done it 500 times. I would have oh. been happy to do it. But uh, but yeah. So as as truly astounding as it is, and and I think everyone's pretty excited to to have you do something like that. We we're all talking about you know how the the your your team must not be too happy. Can I to clear the air that. first? Can I clear oh, the oh, air for this? Please, please. please. This ahead. is why we have you yeah. on here. A lot of people yeah. say this is a publicity stunt. This is just something you did to get attention. It's really about the cultural history of r- running with the bulls. It's something in Spain. It's got, there's a lot of pride behind it. It's about honoring Spanish culture. Okay, well, it's so, been happening for hundreds of years. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm just trying to uh, advance my appreciation of Spanish culture by jumping over a bull. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, in in fairness, have the Spaniards been leaping over bulls for that? No, time? I, that was my American flair. But okay. it was still. I like it. Yeah. I like it. No, and Appreci- that's, it's still showing appreciation. I, I, and I gotta say, what. An incredible way to express yourself. I'm I'm absolutely behind it. Thank but, you. It's about cultural sensitivity. Well, yeah, I think some people would, you know, I mean, I think you know the executives on the Washington football team would probably be much more interested in you finding other ways to explore oh, sure. different cultures that they, were not they so call physically me, They dangerous. call me a show-off. They call sure. me an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. I'm just saying, look, all of my tourism I'm doing where I'm doing dangerous things is all just a, a showing appreciation. Wait a minute. Are you, are you doing a lot of dangerous things this in your tourism? This was step one. 
I did a, you know the when you see Family Circus comics and there's dotted lines and they're doing a bunch of different <laughs> Those things on it? were the best Family Circus I, comics. I definitely know that. And like sometimes you're like on a seesaw and then you jump into a garbage can and then you jump, right? I've got that, but with cultural events around the world. Okay, well, I mean, have you, in, 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 in lieu of what's happened recently, have you tried to find cultural events that were still obviously very significant but not so... Physically dangerous. I don't think they're physically dangerous. You don't I'm think it's physically strong. dangerous to jump over a, a, a bull? I would have if the bull hit me. I mean, he, but the fact like that an, I jumped he's over a professional cornerback. He's, yeah. he's got the agility. He's got the quick twitch no, muscles. Yeah. I, I completely understand that. I'm just saying, if that if that bull had noticed you soon enough and jerked its head upward, you could have been gored. No, I, I horribly no, injured. I wouldn't have been horribly injured. I would just would have jumped higher. Look, can I, can I can I just tell you some of the things that I'm doing, and then uh, I'll show you. It's totally safe. No, so. I mean, can I can I can I throw some stuff at you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have the Festival of Lights yawn. near the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Mm. You have uh, you know Beautiful. Christmas festivals in oh, totally. uh, Germany. Double yawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yawn. Yeah, both are yawn. I those, mean, what about uh, Diwali? There's some of those. Uh, I guess I don't know the actual event, but you see those color festivals in, in you India. Lo- you, in lost the, okay. you lost me at Diwali. You lost me at Diwali. Okay, so these these are not. I'm sorry. We I thought we were gonna jump on and be no, like, no. oh, hey, the the Celtic Games or something like that in Ireland where they're you know throwing stuff or whatever. Well, there is one I'm doing at the Celtic Games. Yeah, yeah. You know how they do the log throwing? Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Caber tossing. Caber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a great one called caber catching. What? Yeah, it's caber. So when somebody caber tosses, somebody else has to caber catch. They, so they throw a tree at you and you just catch it. Wait, is this is this kind of like shagging flies at the home run derby? It's kind of like shagging <laughs> flies, but it's trees. <laughs> okay. Yep. So this is and not, so I'm going to participate in that to show my appreciation for is, Scottish is, culture. Is the, is yeah. the caber catcher and the caber tosser working together? Like, is the caber tosser trying to throw? I don't it to think you? the caber tosser knows that there's a caber catcher. <laughs> In fact, I don't think a lot of people caber catch, but apparently, so I, I was reading an in, old in the, scroll. In the history of caber tossing, has anyone ever been a caber catcher? Look, I read an old scroll from Scottish history, so it's very culturally relevant, and they mentioned somebody who was on the receiving end of a caber toss. Where, where did you get this scroll? I was from some tourism shop. <laughs> it was, I think it was called A Thousand and One Funny Jokes About Scotland. <laughs> Okay, it's an interesting historical document. Okay, all right. Um, and it so, wasn't and it wasn't bound in the traditional uh, pages and glue sort of way, but no, in a scroll. But it was printed at a Scottish printing press. <laughs> no, I understand. For, certainly. Okay. So I'm just gonna go to a caber toss game, see if I can catch ten or eleven cabers. Okay. Um, yep. Wow. I, I got to show say, my appreciation. No, and, for and we get that. Heritage. I was worried that you're gonna get injured. And, you know, you have a significant investment in yourself. Oh, yeah. So does the team. I'm more than worried. I'm going to go ahead and say it's almost certain that he will be injured if well, he does. I'm not no, going to go that no, far. No, 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 no. Look, I work on my body all day, every day. I work on my mind. I know that I'll be in the right place to be directly under the caber so I have the best chance of catching it. <laughs> you don't have to worry about I, it. I think if you're directly under the caber, you're going to... Have a career-ending injury if not be killed. No, I can catch those it. things weigh like close to like a thousand pounds. All right, we're getting we're getting caught up on the caber toss. Can okay. I tell you a little bit more? Yeah, about yeah. Tell us yeah. more about your Why travels because I think it's not, awesome we'll to be an ambassador. One. Look, I've always appreciated Scandinavian culture. I thought saw Thor Ragnarok in the theater six times. A funny right. movie. Yeah, funny movie. So uh, I'm going to participate in an event called Scandinavian snow sleeping. <laughs> Scandinavian okay. snow. Yeah. Sleep. yeah. So you bury yourself under snow for seven days. You just take a nap. 
I, I gotta say, I mean, to uh, to show your appreciation for the Scandinavian climate. Firstly, right. burying yourself under snow is a good idea. It's Should a great you be idea. Trapped outside, you know that it's actually You're not trapped there. though. You're showing your honor for all of the Norse gods. Well, that's I mean, fair enough, but uh, but Odin, even, yeah, if Freya, it, if you were gonna, Hula, okay, you're gonna Mjolnir, be, you don't need to list all of them. The if you were gonna be Thor, okay, that's really Loki. If, could you please the I'm, Ravens' I'm, okay. wisdom and memory? I, I feel like we're getting off track here. I appreciate <laughs> the culture. No, that's the culture is, is that's great. the name of Thor's Ravens. Let me ask you something. I did name Thor's hammer as one of them. Where? Where in, in, in the Havernal or any of the other uh, uh, you know great documents do they describe someone opting to sleep outside for seven days? Oh, I read about it online. That's... I think this sounds fascinating. So kind of like an endurance test. Nope, nope. Oh, Jordan, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I this will... feels like a David Blaine-esque it sort of thing. It was from a David Blaine travelogue. Look, about I, traveling Scandinavia. I, I suppose perfect. if you dig deep enough and yeah. you, you bring enough foods that you can keep eating, there is a chance that, that you might That doesn't honor the gods. No, he's supposed oh, to nap the, the whole evil, time. Yeah. If I like want to join the ranks of the Valkyrie when I go to Valhalla, I can't eat food. Does your body go in a sort of like, uh, like kind of like, uh, like a hibernation? Because you say nap for seven days in the cold. I'm wondering, like, yeah, no, will your body kind of shut down no, it, a bit? It or? will shut down, Jordan, because he will die. No, he I'm will gonna die. Be, I'm it's gonna a be, form of hibernation no, I'm gonna be, you never wake up from. I'm going to be thinking of plays. You know, i got to get ready for next season. <laughs> See? Yeah. You keep the healthy mind, healthy, healthy body. Mind, healthy yeah. body. You run a lot of plays on defense? Yeah. Right, just well, formations. You got to know your uh, opposition playbook. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I'm. I'm just. I uh, let's let's try a different one. You've you've named two from Europe at this point, and, and so let's is try an Asian one. Is what you're saying, or or anywhere not Europe? Yeah, exactly. There's uh there's one in China that I'm really excited about. Okay, let's hear about it's that. It's called the Great Wall Non Parachute Jump. I'm sorry. The Great Wall Non Parachute Jump. It's a old. Chinese tradition, okay. uh, mostly by very sad people, but sometimes other people do it. Only been invented in recent years. Yep, but it's very. It's so. Oh, this is ancient. This tracks. ancient. It happened before. They called it something different before there was parachutes. Jordan, they just called it the Great Wall Jump. And what you do is you go to the top of the Great Wall and you just jump. I'm trying to help this person, Jordan. I'm He's going to kill himself. I'm trying to learn more about the world, man. Now listen, Josh. I will say one thing about this particular choice. Yeah. I do not think a jump from the Great Wall will kill you unless it's done in one of the more mountainous areas. If you want to properly honor Chinese culture, oh, you do it from the highest peak of the how, Great Wall. How, how, ta- uh, how high off the ground is the Great Wall? I'll be honest. This is not something I know. I struggle because meters feet. and feet. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's meters not, and feet. It's yeah. not that fall. No, I think it's, it's not think, enormously tall. It's more at about at the top. Length. I would say uh, probably forty meters at the highest point. <laughs> that's so wild. That'd be forty. Plainly meters. inaccurate, and forty meters is a fall that would. would Wait, would I'm sorry. Very, forty probably. feet. Forty feet. I don't know conversions. <laughs> okay. The peak is probably forty feet. Still seems still seems a, a little a high. Meter, a meter is about thirty nine inches or three. Feet, Chinese three gods inches. will protect me though. That's, That's part of the. Uh, you know what? You know what? Will will they protect your ankles? Yeah, at the very oh, least, you're going to be very severely injured maybe. by this. Fine. Well, fine. Let's go to Australia then. Fine. Yes. What? Wait. Oh, I don't know about Australia. <laughs> this yeah. seems like there's you, a lot of freely stuff. You, what you do you got? Do what you very, very. This one is totally basic, right? Not a lot of off season right. left. So. Yep. No yeah. No handed boomerang catch. 
Do you catch with your mouth? I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> they throw a boomerang at you and you figure it out. I gotta say, this is this is by far the, the safest. Yeah. One. As soon as, as, like soon kind as you of like catch an one. armpit way to catch it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you took a boomerang to the ass or torso, there'd be some bruising, but I don't think sure. it, it might break something, yeah. but not All that you have bad. to do is make sure that you catch a boomerang before the dingoes eat you and you're fine. <laughs> Why are there why are why why are there dingoes? You do it in a dingo pit. <laughs> what is a dingo pit? It's a pit full of dingoes. I feel like that was a stupid question. How are they gonna get question. the how are they gonna get the boomerang to go into the dingo pit for you to catch? All of the people in the round, like an old Shakespeare player throwing boomerangs at you. <laughs> so this is this is not we're gonna throw it, let it boomerang back. No. They're just above you. <laughs> this is tomahawking a, the boomerang this down as a more traditional weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not at all how boomerangs were used traditionally, but sure. Yeah, you attack on the way out, and then it returns to you if you miss. I mean, thats it's not really like a weapon, though. Oh, it's a way to catch bananas from tall trees? Is that what it is? No, I don't know. I haven't done it yet, so I don't understand the cultural okay. context. It'll be, it'll be important when you do do it. Yeah. yeah. And then right after that, it's the swim to Antarctica. You know, Gotta well, honor the penguins. <laughs> Whoa! Just jump in the ocean in Australia. You will die. You swim on the to quote unquote, you swim to Antarctica. Swim to Antarctica. This feels like a weird triathlon. No it it honors the ocean that much. You know? No, no. Come on, Mayorids did it. They no, left they Australia. They did and not they made swim it, to Australia. They made it to Hawaii. It was before it's boat technology happened. No, it was canoes. It was before Outrigger boat canoes. technology. No, they were some of the most technologically advanced boat makers. Oh no, I, I read it from a leaflet that was handed out by. They the also said they mastered oh. circular breathing. Yeah, exactly. That's what you got to do. That's how they were. And able you got to be able to do the dead man. Help you when you're swimming. No, 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 no. Circular breathing only works when you could breathe inconsistently, and and swimming is the one thing. It you works can't. because there's so many microplastics in the ocean. You can just grab onto a raft. Rotary breathing. I right, was thinking okay. of rotary uh, breathing. So this is the traditional Maori. Uh, uh, microplastic ocean yeah. swim. Okay, yeah. And then once I get there, it's the polar bear bite fight. I don't know what rotary breathing is. Yeah, when you do the front crawl, you go one way, then you do the other. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can only breathe left. It's a real issue, and I can only choose even number of strokes to breathe on. Josh, can so, you help yeah. this man? <laughs> Just wait until you see the Antarctic snow sleep. It's kind of like the Scandinavian <laughs> one, but you're entering Antarctic gods. Well, Josh, oh. it's been great having you on today. I... Yeah. I I really appreciate your zest for tourism and really like kind of like you have Jordan. a very win in Rome Jordan. philosophy oh, sure. to life, Jordan. it seems like. They're yeah. going to play this back at a deposition. <laughs> I'm sad I didn't even get to the South American head bash. You're not going to get one. to the South American head bash. You know, you're you're going to die when you try caper catching. The uh, the uh, uh, Middle Eastern jumping jacks competition where you just go out to the middle of the desert and do jumping jacks till you pass out. That's a good Are one. Are there people there to bring you back? I don't know. I haven't been there. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> that one feels more like fraternity hazing. But, <laughs> but 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 uh, anyway, Josh, we really really well, the one that feels more like fraternity hazing is the uh, South African rotten food chug. Just eat as much food that's moldy and rotten. And, as that and what is not be part of their cultural tradition? I don't know, Joel. How's your iced tea? <laughs> Joel, I heard Joel makes moldy iced tea. It's well, that kind of did happen earlier. One time it yeah. got, and it's a tiny speck of mold, and I'm not going to serve it, so I don't see what the problem is. I noticed that it was moldy in time. 
Well, I, for one, Josh, am happy to have you on the show yeah. anytime. Would love to hear more about your travels. Yeah, next time, let's play some Canadian knifey necky. I, too, am desperately hoping that we see Josh Norman you on bet this I will. show again. That I'd... would make me really happy. Hey, by the way, when I'm playing Canadian knifey, knifey necky, can I take this knife? No, <laughs> no, no. You no. cannot take that knife. We're not, not going to let you leave All that right, knife. I'll have to get my own. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we have this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, Babe Ruth's personal life. Whoa! <laughs> this is like a twelve parter. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to read the whole thing because most of Babe Ruth's like, yeah, he was good at baseball, but right, it's baseball yeah. season. I thought that it'd be fun. To just see what Wikipedia had to say about his personal life. I think this is a great idea. Yep. Almost makes his ability to play baseball the least unusual thing about him. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Uh, So, Babe Ruth met Helen Woodford, uh, 1897 to 1929, RIP, 32 years old, by some accounts in a coffee shop in Boston where she was a waitress. And they were married as teenagers on October 17th, 1914. Aww. Classic American love story. Yeah. And that brings that to it. Nope. It's not yeah. gonna... <laughs> Although Ruth later claimed to have been married in Elkton, Maryland, records show that they were married in St. Paul's Catholic Church in Ellicott City. Hmm. Ellicott City, what state? Uh, okay. Maryland, maybe. Okay. I don't know. He's from Maryland. Okay. But, yeah. It's crazy. They adopted a daughter, Dorothy. Who lived uh, up until 1989. The daughter made it away. 1921 Ooh, wow. to 1989. In 1921, Ruth and Helen separated around 1925. Oh, Very sad. Yeah, I know. Well, they made 11 years. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. I mean, especially yeah, for getting married as teenagers. Yeah, totally. Reportedly due to his repeated infidelities and neglect. Okay. <laughs> so it's both. People focus on the infidelities, but yeah, there, was there was neglect. neglect. There was neglect there, too. They appeared in public as a couple for the last time during the 1926 World Series. Then Helen died in January 1929 at the age of 31 in a house fire Ooh. in Waterton, Massachusetts. Ugh. Yeah. Did he set the fire? We don't know. Never I know. That. I feel like that's a little <laughs> irresponsible yeah. to, to presuppose he may have. I don't. Hey, yeah. Jordan. We don't know if he did <laughs> yeah. or didn't start the well, fire. It was we in a just house. Just don't know. He could have. So the house fire was in you a can't house. Say he didn't. Totally, it was a house owned by Edward Kinder, who was a dentist, with which she's been living as Mrs. Kinder. I wonder so if Mr. Kinder set the fire. He might have. In her book, My Dad, the Babe, Dorothy claimed that she was Ruth's biological child uh, by a mistress named Juanita Jennings. Was that the the daughter that they adopted? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Juanita admitted to this fact to Dorothy and Julia Ruth Stevens, her stepdaughter in 1980, who at that time was very ill. So there was a lot. They said that she was adopted, but it was probably a mistress. Okay. On April 17th, 1929, only three months after the death of his first wife, Ruth married actress and model Claire Merritt Hodgson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I would say easily among my top five biggest hotties of the right, 20s. totally. And uh, he adopted her daughter, Julia, uh, 1916 to 1929, or ni- uh, 2019. She just died. She died this year. It's very mm. sad. Uh, it was the second and final marriage for both parties. Claire, much unlike Helen, was well-traveled and educated, went on to put structure into Ruth's life like Miller Huggins did with him on the field. 
So okay. he had a, he okay. had a work wife and a wife wife, right? <laughs> so by one account, Julia and Dorothy were, by no fault of their own, the reason for the seven-year rift uh, in Ruth's relationship teammate with uh, relationship with teammate Lou Gehrig. Oh yeah. yeah. Why was that? Well, sometimes in 1932, during a conversation that she assumed was private, Gehrig's mother remarked, "It's a shame Claire doesn't dress Dorothy as nicely as she dresses her own daughter." Yeah, when the comment inevitably got back to Ruth, he angrily told Gehrig to tell his mother to mind her own business. And and Gehrig didn't respond well to that? Well, this is how close, this is how small the world was, where people still cared gossip that their mother said, right? So Gehrig, in turn, took if offense. There was, if there was Facebook. Right. They would be like, oh, my Gehrig. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a regular, like, Cardi B kind of situation <laughs> yeah. with all the, you know. Uh, Garrig in turn took offense to what he perceived as Ruth's comment about his mother. The two men repeatedly never spoke off the field until they reconciled at Yankee Stadium on Lou Garrig Appreciation Day, July 4th, 1939, which was shortly after Garrig's retirement from baseball. And yeah. then they went, you all right? Yeah, we're all right. <laughs> like that. Okay. That's good. Although they always put on Cockney accents when they talk to each they other. Do. It, all right. it was their yeah, fun little right. bit. It was so sad when it went away because yeah, of the whole mom true. thing. Although Ruth it's like, was... Right, did your mom say something terrible about me? Crikey, <laughs> leave my mom's name out of this. Crikey. That's not Cockney. <laughs> Whatever. Although Ruth was married throughout most of his baseball career when team co-owner... Tillinghast Cap Huston, rich person name, <laughs> asked him to tone down his lifestyle. The player said, I'll promise to go easier on drinking and get to bed earlier, but not for you. $50,000 or $250,000 will I give up women. <laughs> They're too much fun. Yeah. He said that while he was married to his second wife. Two kids. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, babe. Yeah, not great, right? She's like, hey, I'm... Can, I'm right here. Yes. I heard about what you said from Lou Gehrig's mom. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like she's a, she's so gossipy. It's like she's got some sort of Lou Gehrig family disease. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Jabberjaw. <laughs> Goof. Before the start of the 1922 season, Ruth had signed a three-year contract at $52,000 per year. Oof, with an option to renew for two additional years. His performance during the 1922 season had been disappointing, attributed in part to his drinking in late-night hours. He's a drinker. At the end of the 1922 season, he was asked to sign a contract addendum with a morals clause. Whoa. It's a big deal. Ruth and Rupert signed it on uh, November 11th, 2000, or 1922. It called for Ruth to abstain entirely from the use of intoxicating liquors, not to stay up later than 1 a.m., ugh, mom, during playing <laughs> season, without permission of the manager. She's probably calling his manager like an old-timey phone, being like, operator, put me on the phone with the manager. Just a moment, please. Hey, this is Miller Huggins. <laughs> hey, it's it's 12.59. This is Babe Ruth. Baby <laughs> yeah. Ruth to my friends. Yeah, that's right. Gone. This is Miller Huggins. Yep, I need to stay out past one. There's no way I'm going to get home. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to need you in the, the hotel there, Look, babe. there's nothing I can do about this. I don't want to break the morals clause, and I'm pointing at the outfield and then hitting home runs there. <laughs> All right, I guess, I guess so, babe. Aha, this morals clause has holes for Fuck you! <laughs> That's probably how it went down. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports! Oh, that was a little improv for you right there, because usually all of our stuff is not improvised on the show. 
Citizens of Podcast Town. This brings flows another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Josh Norman to give you our contact information. Yes, Josh, no problem. I'm here. All right. Uh, so we're gonna. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com/sports3podcast. That's facebook.com/sports3podcast. Uh, while you're there, make sure to track my adventures as uh, as I attempt to uh, run across hot coals for 500 miles. As is the Brazilian tradition. <laughs> that, so it does not what? Sound like an and then you tradition. can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. And uh, I'm actually participating in a really cultural tradition on Twitter where uh, you go on a, a 20 hour marathon where you reach out to white supremacists and tell them your address. What? No, no. <laughs> what? Oh, a, now you decide. It's, to, a, okay. it's an internet. Uh, it's uh, the culture of the internet. I'm respecting the culture of the internet. <laughs> Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Speaking of which, have you heard about uh, there's a Pacific Ocean culture where you tie yourself to an anchor and then you just fall into the ocean? I do not believe that that's actually a thing. That is an ancient pirate tradition. Oh, oh it is. We're, yeah, we're right absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, in order to respect Maui. Right. The, the, uh, the guy, you might have known him from Moana. Yeah, that's I, I remember. I have heard of this one. Hook. Yeah, good on you, Josh. He's played by The Rock. Hey guys, Joel. Joel, one is really good, by the way. I, I was a fan. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.